Good morning and welcome to Starting Right with Danny Mac. I'm going to be here every Monday to Friday to help you get a great five-minute start to your day. So grab your cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and let me help you start your day right. I recently came across this story from Eric Ketcherside, and I think you'll really enjoy it this morning. What happens when a dog interrupts a concert? Well, to answer that, come with me to a spring night in Lawrence, Kansas. Take your seat in Hawk Auditorium and behold the Leipzig Grandhaus Orchestra, the oldest continually operating orchestra in the world. You watch as stately dressed Europeans take their seats on the stage. You listen as professionals carefully tune their instruments. The percussionist puts her ear to the kettle drum. The violinist plucks the nylon string. The clarinet player tightens the reed and you sit a bit straighter as the lights dim and the tuning stops. The music is about to begin. The conductor, dressed in tails, strides onto the stage, springs onto the podium and gestures for the orchestra to rise. You and 2,000 others applaud. The musicians take their seats. The maestro takes his position and the audience holds its breath. There is a second of silence between lightning and thunder and there is a second of silence between the raising of the baton and the explosion of the music. But when it falls, the heavens open, and you are delightfully drenched in the downpour of Beethoven's Third Symphony. Such was the power of that hot spring night in Lawrence, Kansas. I mentioned the temperature so you'll understand why the doors were open. It was hot. Hawk Auditorium, a historic building, was not air-conditioned. Combine the bright stage lights with formal dress and furious music, and the result is a heated orchestra. Outside doors on each side of the stage were open in case of a breeze. Enter stage right, the dog. A brown, generic Kansas dog. Not a mean dog, not a mad dog, just a curious dog. He passes between the double basses and makes his way to the second violins and into the cellos. His tail wags and beat with the music. As the dog passes between the players, they look at him, look at each other and continue with the next measure. The dog takes a liking to a certain cello. Perhaps it was the lateral passing of the bow. Maybe it was the eye-level view of the strings. Whatever it was, it caught the dog's attention and he stopped and watched. The cellist wasn't sure what to do. He'd never played for a canine audience before. And music schools don't teach you what dog slobber might do to the lacquer of a 16th century cello. But the dog did nothing but watch for a moment and then move on. Had he passed on through the orchestra, the music might have continued. Had he made his way across the stage into the motioning hands of a stagehand, the audience might never have noticed. But he didn't leave. He stayed. At home in the splendor, roaming through the meadows of music, he visited the woodwinds, turned his head at the trumpets, stepped between the flutists, and stopped by the side of the conductor. And Beethoven's third sympathy came undone. The musicians laughed. The audience laughed. The dog looked up at the conductor and panted, and the conductor lowered his baton. The most historic orchestra in the world, one of the most moving pieces ever written, a night wrapped in glory all brought to a stop by a wayward dog. The chuckle ceased as the conductor turned. What fury might erupt? The audience grew quiet as the maestro faced them. What fuse had been lit? The Polish German director looked at the crowd, looked down at the dog, then looked back at the people. 
raised his hands in a universal gesture, and shrugged. Everyone roared. He stepped off the podium and scratched the dog behind his ears. The tail wagged again. The maestro spoke to the dog. The two visited for a few seconds before the maestro took his new friend by the collar and led him off the stage. You'd have thought the dog was Pavarotti, the way the people applauded. The conductor returned, and the music began, and Beethoven seemed none the worse for the whole experience. Now, can you find you and me in this picture? I can. Just call us Fido, and consider God the maestro, and envision the moment when we all walk onto his stage. We won't deserve to. We will not have earned it. We may even surprise the musicians with our presence. The music will be like none we've ever heard. We'll stroll among the angels and listen as they sing. We'll gaze at heaven's lights and gasp as they shine. And we'll walk next to the maestro, stand by his side, and worship as he leads. We are invited to tune our ears to the song of the skies and long, long for the moment when we will be at the maestro's side. He too will come, and he too will speak. But he will not lead us away. He will invite us to remain forever his guests on his stage. Have a great day, my friends. We'll talk again tomorrow. Thank you for listening today. And I invite you to join me Monday to Friday right here on Starting Right with Danny Mack.